Welcome to Gardening with Daddy Pete. Let's join our host, Melvin York. Well, hello everyone. This is Melvin York with Daddy Pete Gardening. I'm hoping everyone has had a great day and a great take to the season. It's just now starting our spring season. We've had a couple little bouts where we got tricked and it turned warm and then cold again. So that's uh, some of the planning that's went on, hampered somebody from doing some of the planning. We'll talk more about that later, about when to plant, when not to. We've talked about that over uh, the different months in the past. So we will continue to talk about that so you don't do any unnecessarily or early planning that don't need to be. One thing I'd like to talk to you about today is spring pruning. Now, most of the time we think about pruning, we think about pruning most everything in the fall, and which that is somewhat true, but there are a lot of flowers and especially flowering shrubs that need to be pruned directly after bloom in the springtime. And we're going to talk about some of those. Again, if you've listened to any of our podcasts, you know that I'm continually uh, talking about keeping a journal. This will be a good time to start that journal this year. And when you do these uh, chores as far as pruning and all on what plants, uh, then you'll know that it's time next year to do that. Also, just by looking back at your journal from the year previous. We do have a lot of spring shrubs that's blooming now. Azaleas are starting to come out and bloom. We've had Persithia to bloom. We've had winter jasmine that's bloomed. Uh, we have more plants that's getting uh, ready to bloom, such as rhododendron, uh, your mock orange. Uh, your old-fashioned mop head hydrangea is one that will be blooming, blooming soon. Of course, there will be some other ones. These are the ones, if you look at your camellias, I have two different types of camellias in my yard. I have the ones that bloom. Uh, usually in February, on into March, they'll start blooming about the 1st of February and bloom on into March here in the Piedmont, North Carolina, where I'm at. And then I do have some that bloom uh, later in the fall. And a lot of times those do get actually bit by a little bit of a freeze or a frost. And I really don't get to enjoy those all the way through, but I do have the evergreen and uh, the somewhat of the flowering late in the fall. So when you're picking your camellias, make sure that you do get the winter blooming. A lot of people like to call them, the old people call them winter roses. Now, the reason being that we're talking about actually doing our pruning in the spring on these shrubs are, if you will notice that in the summertime, heading towards fall, you'll see that their buds are already put out. They'll start actually putting those buds out first of summer. Those buds are not for leaves. They're not for stems, but they are for the flowers that's going to come in the early spring. Now, you can see that on camellias. They're very distinct. Rhododendrons is one that you can see again. Azaleas is a big one. Here's what happens. A lot of people trim or prune these plants, these spring-blooming plants, in the fall, and then I always get the question, well, I don't have any blooms this spring. What happened? Did they freeze? Is there a disease? No, you actually cut the blooms off. So when you're doing your pruning this fall, if you're not real sure, look and see if that bud has been set. If so, look it up, go to our webpage, pop a question to us there, uh, and we'll answer it for you. 
And you can do that simply by going to daddypeach.com on our website, hit down that uh, you asked a question, listen to our podcast. You'll go back through their archived on there and uh, sign up for our monthly tips. And we do give you those once a month. Now, directly after these plants start blooming, which be, again, a lot of your um, azaleas, your persithia, your rhododendrons, sometimes your old uh, hydrangeas, or what we call the mophead ones. They're a spring-blooming hydrangea. Not like the hydrangeas that bloom all year, but these are what we call the old uh, mophead. Look at the mock orange uh, shrubs that you may have. Uh, these are just some of the few that do bloom early in the spring, bloom one time, and then not too long after they drop their old bloom, they will start putting a bud back on. So that is the time to prune these shrubs. I have a lot of people ask me about roses. How about roses? When do I prune those? Well, roses are something that some blooms year-round, some has a long, not year-round, but off-season. Some do bloom at one point in time and then they're gone but what i like to do roses i really like to do roses real late in the winter and i like to give them a good hard cut back whereas when i'm saying by that i would you can take those down and leave a foot of the stem out and you're still going to be fine they will come back and usually do good now on these other shrubs the spring blooming shrubs that we're talking about that goes ahead and sets their buds early starting in the summer i would not recommend more than 30% of pruning of that shrub. In other words, do not cut back more than 30% of that shrub at any one given time. And that's what I call a pretty well a hard prune. And uh, you prune for two reasons. Well, actually it's three. We want to take out any dead limbs or anything that might cause disease. We also want to shape our uh, shrub back up. And we do prune so that we get more growth and more blooms for the next year. Now, when it comes to pruning, one thing you'll need to do is make sure that you have a good pair of pruners, a good sharp pair of pruners. Make sure that you sterilize those pruners before you start. Make sure you do sterilize those with either uh, a rubbing alcohol, some good anti-fungal type liquid that you can make sure that you're killing all of that. You don't want to transfer disease or could be from one plant to the other. So make sure that you do sterilize those pruners each and every time. Another good thing is mix uh, a quarter percent of uh, Clorox or chlorine bleach with water. You can use that. That works well. Again, it's very, very important to have a good set of pruners. I use Felco number seven. Uh, Felco is a known printer. Uh, there's other good types of printers there. That just happens to be my choice. Uh, if you're roaming around on uh, our webpage, looking for some ideas and some tips, uh, you can go there at daddypeach.com and uh, you can go back and listen to all these podcasts. And also you can, as I said earlier, that you could uh, ask a question, make a comment. Let me know what you've done this year. Let me know, did you start a journal? I would love to hear from you guys to see how many this actually started a journal and how you like it. Next year, you're going to thank yourself a million times you did that. Some of the other things while you're pruning, you go ahead and clean up all the 
old cuttings around there, discard those in the trash. I would not recommend putting those in your compost bin just in case you may have some type of disease. Go ahead, discard them, put them in the trash, get rid of them. Another good thing while you're doing that and you rake all around there, go ahead and apply another layer of mulch for the hot summer times and the dry times coming. Mulch helps uh, plants, keeps their roots cool in the summertime and also keeps the moisture even on that. While you're on our webpage, you can look at the different types of mulch we have. We have a soil enhancer, which I think you'll find is a nice mulch. We have a professional landscape mix that mulches and feeds. At Daddy Pete's, we also have our hardwood mulch, and we have many nuggets and pine bark mulch. So it's a variety of different mulches that you could use to finish off that pruning and finish that plant off and waiting for the winter. Just a couple of good ideas there. But again, one thing to remember is let that plant quit blooming, but as soon as it does, that's the time to prune for spring. Keep in mind, that plant is going to go ahead. It's done now. It's going to do its cycle. It's going to start producing for next year. So you want to make sure that that growth is out of the way and so it can prepare and put those buds on for next year so you don't miss any blooming. Number one. Number two, make sure your pruners are sharp. Make sure that they are, uh, that you have washed those pruners off, that you sterilized them in between each shrub. And that's something that you want to do. Number three, do not cut back more than one third of that bush. And an example of that, the bush is six foot high, never cut more than two foot off of the limbs. If you've got a six foot limb, never go more than two feet. And that keeps you in the 30 to 33% realm and you're fine there. But that's what I call a hard pruning. And we don't want to go over that to keep that plant healthy. A good time too for that, as we did talk, was your mulch. Choose your mulches on your different plants. So hopefully this will help write down the pruning that you've done, how much that you took off. Another good thing to do is take a picture before you do the pruning and take a picture afterwards. Go ahead and put that in your journal. Make that a log. Pictures are worth a thousand words, and we're going to find out more about that when I do the next podcast. We're going to give you some tips and some ideas that how important this journal is going to be to you for next season, even for this fall when it comes to dividing things and a lot of your perennials, a lot of your bulbs and all. So you will find out just how much that journal is going to be worth to you. And once you start keeping it, you'll find out that you can go back to it year after year after year and how much it saves you and how much easier it makes to plan for your garden, for your lawn needs, for your shrub and tree needs uh, for the years to come. Well, we do appreciate uh, you turn, tuning in and listening to us here at uh, Gardening with Daddy Pete. Uh, again, you can go to our website. You know, where our slogan is, we help you grow, and that's why we have the website set up the way we do. Uh, you can go in. Again, I'll mention it, that you can archive all of our podcasts. They're titled for you in a way that I think it'll be easy enough for you to figure out and go to look for what subject may be on your mind. Also, please leave us a question or a comment there. We'd love to hear from you, uh, and we will get back to you. Believe it or not, we do answer our questions. And uh, it's our pleasure to make sure that we do help you grow. Also, you can sign up for our monthly newsletter, uh, which you get, like I say, once a month. 
low cost, no spam. We're just going to send you out gardening tips for that month. And while you're there, take a look at all of our products, how we can help you grow. We have put in a lot of time to make sure that these products work for you uh, so that you can be successful whether you're planting a vegetable garden, whether you're planting an herb garden, where you've got shrubs, where you've got bulbs, perennials, whatever the task that you're up to. Well, I certainly do appreciate you listening. And uh, again, until next time, this is Melvin York. I wish you happy gardening. Thank you for joining today's Gardening with Daddy Pete. You can check out our website at daddypeets.com for additional gardening tips and our podcast at gardeningwithdaddypete.podbean.com. You can also join us on Amazon, Apple, or Spotify.